Somewhere lost in the clouded annals of history lies a place that few have seen. A mysterious place called the Unknown, where long-forgotten stories are revealed to those who travel through the wood. The Animation Destination Podcast is brought to you by The Destination, located at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, just behind Dee's Crafts in the Best Buy Shopping Center. It turns out that uh, the mansion was so expansive... Yeah, Quincy built such a big mansion. Such a mansion. big mansion that it was built into another mansion right next door. Right. Who happens to be his which, competitor. Yes, which was... Uh, was it Abigail Gray or... Something like yeah, that, yeah. something like that. It was... Um, but they, they meet up in this one room. Yeah. They're like, I'm sorry, miss. This is not your house. This is Quincy's tea and <laughs> exactly, or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 sir. And like he's pulling back a bunch of like leaves or whatever to yeah. reveal the sign. She goes over and pulls back a bunch of vines to reveal her sign. And so yeah. it's like somehow, like I want to meet the, 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 the building uh, floor planner on, yeah. for, for this, these mansions. Like, yeah. how did you not see this was another mansion that you literally built right <laughs> well, into? We'll just, like, you know, we'll just... <laughs> it's, just well, it just, it's kind of implied that they're both kind of just eccentric. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, kooky and they whatever. They have so much money, they're just doing Yeah, whatever. they're just like, just keep building, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's like, build a new you know, wing. And then they, like the construction people just like built into each other's wing or something, you know. Uh, but yeah, Marguerite Gray and Marguerite uh, Quincy Gray, un- yeah. Quincy under two tea moguls, and it's very interesting. And uh, but the thing about this episode is that it is is more between Beatrice and and Wirt, and yeah. Wirt yeah. revealing like, oh, my dark secret is I have a crush on a girl. <laughs> and she goes, it's like, that's not a that's not. <laughs> yeah. a, well, I also play the flute and I read poetry. Is it, it's a clarinet. Like, a clarinet. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's not. Those aren't. Those are character traits. All right, the poetry thing's weird. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. like those are just character traits. It's not a dark secret, dude. You know. <laughs> um, so you know, and then it turns out he knows a lot about architecture because he talks about like this room's different from that room. Yeah. It's, it's more French Rococo style. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, this is, and uh, what? <laughs> yeah. like, who am I talking to right Peter's now? Peter's like, yeah, like, what are you saying? What is this? Uh, but yeah, um, it's a fun little episode, and Fred the Fred the horse stays behind to yep. become an official tea horse. Yeah. Because he wants a real job. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't want to... So he doesn't have to steal anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a fun little It's one of my favorites. I, I like this episode a lot, just because like, what a weird little story to have, like, oh, I saw a ghost, but it's just, like, the other owner of this same house that you've built into. So, it's a fun little thing. And uh, Lullaby in Frogland is... It's pretty simple. Yeah, this was two episodes it was put into one, actually. Oh, really? Which makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't, real, I don't see how you get two episodes out of yeah. that. Real quick, uh, and it ties into this episode, but the end of the last mm. one, when they have the two cents. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Greg... <laughs> Throws it into the little pond there, and they're like, why'd you do that? He's like, he was wrong about me. I ain't got no sense. (laughs) No sense at all. So then, leading into this episode, they didn't have the money, so they snuck onto the frog boat. Yeah, they snuck onto the ferry. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) So they snuck onto the ferry. They're on this frog ferry. Um... Bunch of sophisticated-looking individuals. Yeah, who are, and, but they all just ribbit. None yep, of them talk. No they, they're talking. Just, they're burp, 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 but they're all like in you know clothes and everything. And uh, then uh, Greg's frog starts performing to do a distraction because yeah, they get found out as being stowaways. So they have a little away. bit of a Benny Hill moment where they're yeah. like running around the boat trying yeah. to. You know, they slip on some tadpoles because they're taking yeah. a family <laughs> picture. Oh God! Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, yeah that was weird. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Um, um, but yeah, there's just this moment of they're trying to get away or whatever, and then ultimately uh, they kind of get cornered, and so they put on this giant band leader's outfit, yeah. and then Greg puts a drum on his head. <laughs> I'm a drum, and he literally goes around saying I'm a drum. Yeah. Doesn't he say like uh, like hit me, hit me in the head? Or yeah, something. beat me. I'm a drum. Beat your drum or something like that. I mean, Greg is just oh man, he's so awesome. What a wacky kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, not, not a lot to that first half. This was all going to be one episode on its own. It got split into two because they had to, I guess, narrow it down a little bit more. Uh, the second half uh, deals with Adelaide of the woods. Okay. So, uh, they Because uh, th- it's really interesting because when they're on the boat, Beatrice is getting more depressed, kind of. 
Um, you're not sure why, and it was a big, it was kind of a great reveal for me too because I was like, whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't suspect this at all, what happened, but she was kind of like, as they're getting closer to Adelaide, she doesn't want them to go to Adelaide's yeah. place. Like, like, maybe we don't have to go. Yeah, maybe we don't have to go. She's not making any excuses like, oh, we can do it tomorrow. Or, yeah, you know. so they so they camp out where the frogs all bury into the mud because mm-hmm. that's what frogs do. Um, oh, also, uh, Greg's uh, frog gets a contract. To oh, that's right, home. yeah. And so at, at the time, he's calling yeah. him George Washington, so he's like, yeah. congratulations, Mr. President, or something <laughs> like that. And he yeah. just walks off with word by himself. Right, so... Um, moving along, they get to, or Beatrice, like, sneaks off in the night after they're camping out to go to Adelaide's place, uh, also played by John Cleese, and yes. playing an old woman, um, <laughs> who doesn't like the poisonous fresh air. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's too cold for her. It's too cold. It's, it's poisonous, and she's really eccentric and weird, and it's like weaving yarn, and there's yarn all over her, you know, her cabin, and, uh, Beatrice basically comes in and says, like, hey, um... Uh, I found two kids for you, but I can't give them to you. And you're like, oh, okay, this is what this is. Um, Basically, she wants servants. She wants boy servants to do my bidding, you know. (laughs) Uh, She's a crazy old lady. That's basically what it amounts to. Is it just me, or or did anyone else get the uh, kind of a throwback feeling to um, the old... uh, uh, Sword in the Stone, Disney, where like yeah. the bird comes down the oh, chimney, yeah. the and chimney, the, w- yeah. the witch is sitting there, and she just... Yeah, yeah, good point. Know, I, that's... Didn't even think yeah. Did not even yeah. get a connection, but I can see it. Yeah, because she's all covered in soot, just like right. uh, Archimedes. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Or, um, uh, Arthur. Arthur. Arthur's the bird at that point. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's all like, you know, like they don't want... You know, Beatrice doesn't want to give them to him, but she has the scissors that will clip, clip her wings away and make her human again. Yep. She needs um, those to turn the so then rest she starts. So back. then she starts to like try and make a deal with her. It's like, what if I be your servant? Just give me the scissors. I'll go home with you know and, and save my family. Right, and I'll be back. And then sure, I'll, yeah, be back. I'll be back. Sure, right. Wink, wink. You know. <laughs> uh, so you know, Beatrice was actually you know leading the kids there. It was all part of the plan. Which makes that first encounter all the more like kind of sinister because she wasn't really stuck. Yeah, she she set this all up to do them a favor and bring them to Adelaide. Um, so then Wirt and uh, so then Wirt and uh, Greg come through the door and uh, they get tied up by the yarn by like because she just pulls on one she of them. She has one string and, and it all like wraps them up and everything. And so like you know you know Wirt you know feels betrayed. Obviously Greg doesn't know what's going on because he never does. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> like, um, then uh, Beatrice decides to help him and open up a window and she's like no not the air and she's like breathe it in lady <laughs> and then she starts to like literally like fade away and, yeah like, you know, just and like slowly disintegrate disintegrate and she's also a a minion of the beast apparently because she says the Something. beast like mentored her and like let her know like certain things i'm like that's weird so yeah it is a little crazy i can catch yeah. that part yeah she talks about the beast that she you know listens to and she talks to and uh, then she like just melts. She goes into dust and then starts catches on fire from the air. And she's like, "Holy crap! She wasn't kidding." So, <laughs> yeah. um, so she collapses. So Beatrice collapses from the smoke. Wirt gets a hold of the scissors uh, that would clip her wings away and cuts free of the ropes. But then they run off and they leave Beatrice behind. And Beatrice is distraught because you know obviously she betrayed them and all that jazz. So it's yeah. Uh, very sad uh, empire ending for us. Right? Yeah, very so much our, so. Our heroes are splits, and the frog's gone too because he went on to get a concert. You know, he went on to contract, get a contract. So it's that, just, yeah. just Wirt and Greg now. It's all it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're moving on to another one of my favorite episodes, The Ringing of the Bell. Yeah, this one's probably like my favorite tie, oh, tied with the last episode. So good, so good. Because again, I don't know how many times they can futz with my um, uh, perception before I catch on, yeah. but this one caught me completely by surprise. Yeah. Like, well, I have to admit, when I first know. heard his voice, I was like, that sounds so familiar, and then I had to get on, on Google and look at the cast, and I'm like, no yeah. way, that's, that's amazing. Like, and he's obviously doing a really good job of yes. voice acting this, but he also, he has that, where he, he's doing a great job, but he also sounds like a dude trying to sound like a chick. Yeah, he does. Uh, both. Yeah, like, he's yeah, just right? like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> well, well, that's what we do now. You know, it's just she's uh, basically what happens. They come across this cabin. Now uh, what, they find they find uh, uh, the frog before they come to the cabin, though. Don't do they? They, they, they have frog? to. 
Is he in there? Because, oh, they do. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, the frog's still with him. I apologize. Either, yeah. Well, they either find him at the last, at the beginning of the last episode of Love of Mine Frog Lang. Right. He leaves them before they go to Adelaide. That's and, right. Yeah. So they, I think, I think as they're leaving, they, they find, find the frog again. Frog, yeah. and then that's the end of the last yeah. episode. Or they find him at the very beginning of, of this, this one. One, yeah, one yeah. of the two. One of the other. One, one of the two. Because he does come back. I forgot about yeah, that. Mr. He President does. has he, joined he, the crew. He, Mr. He President comes back. Benjamin so. Franklin, as he calls him this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Benjamin but Franklin. He, he, uh, no, he does. He shows back up in this episode. Is it this episode? Because they're, they're walking. It, it's when, they're, it's, it's when they're, they're trying to be quiet. And he goes, Benjamin Franklin! That's and right. he's right there. That's right. So, yeah. So, he follows them and everything. And then yes. we find him in this. But, uh, basically, they come across this cabin. And there's this lady in there called Lorna. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's this uh, housemaid or... You know, and very pilgrim looking, very, very, uh, it, it's it's very much like a witch hunt type. Oh, we have to stay away from wickedness and, and right. bad things. And, you know, so she has to keep busy. She has to keep sweeping. Um, and, uh, uh, but they come in and she's like, no, you can't be in this house. Auntie Whispers will be very cross with me. And, you know, like, who's Auntie Whispers? And then, you know, like, it's like she comes in, you know, she comes and she's like, you have to hide now, now. And they get in this barrel full of the black turtles. The black turtles. Uh, there's a barrel full of these black turtles that the dog was choking on. Um, and uh, Auntie Whispers comes in. It's Tim Curry. Uh, first time I've heard Tim Curry in forever. Like it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, he suffered. I didn't know. I did not know this until because it was very kept very secret. Mm-hmm. Um, it was revealed, I think, in 2014 by his manager. Oh wow! Uh, and then he made his first public appearance earlier this year. When was uh, his? When, 2000, did it when 2012 is when it happened. Wow. People didn't know about it until 2013. Uh, and when that's when uh, that's when uh, in 2013 that's when his manager came out and said he's recovering uh, in good humor and he's doing well. But it was never said when it happened. It was later learned that it was a year ago that he had it. That's crazy. So that that's kind of remarkable when a famous person comes down with something that big and no. Yeah, I mean the guy literally had a stroke. Yeah, and like. And, he, and the, it's amazing to be able to keep that under wraps for a whole year too. Yeah. But the, the fact that it was a stroke to one of the most like yeah. iconic, not only voice actors but actors in general, it's yeah. just it's amazing that he was yeah. able to do that. It's crazy, a cult favorite to many. And then yeah. Uh, so this is one of his first, one of his only performances after the stroke. He very mm-hmm. few credits. Um, and uh, you can kind of hear it. He's he, yes. he has a, he has a lower tone to him. You can kind of hear it's uh, his voice is a little bit different, as tends to happen yeah, when a stroke occurs. Grant, he is playing a character in this, but he, yeah, he, he, there's something about his performance that just sounds yeah. like he's tired. He's, yeah, exactly. He's now it, it it does fit the character very much, right. so. you know. But I, I feel like there's a you know, there's obviously a physical exhaustion that came with it because he made his first appearance in a long time, and you know they said he was in good humor and everything, but he you know he suffered a stroke. It's a it's a rough thing. Yeah, it's, it's nothing you bounce back from. Yeah, it's it's a rough deal easily. So. At least, so uh, yeah, and he's he's not a spring chicken, obviously. He's yeah. not uh, he's not in shape like he's not in Rocky Horror shape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, can't rock uh, them fishnet stockings anymore. No, no. Not, not like that, at least. Uh, but no, he does a wonderful job in this as uh, as anti whispers because she keeps and this is like the most like she seems like the most sinister. Like yeah, she the, comes off straight creepy. The, the mother from Tangled type, yes. just like. Like this monstrous, she's this huge woman, like gigantic head that could swallow somebody. Like whole. literally, she could probably fit Wirt and, and Greg in her mouth. Yeah, she's so big. And she keeps saying these ominous things of like, "Will anyone be devoured tonight?" You yeah. know, she keeps talking to Lorna, and she's like, "No, Auntie Whispers, no." And it's just like, and you know, it's just really creepy stuff. And like, she can smell the children, but it's masked by the turtles or whatever so she's, so she's and, well, like, and right. she can't get the information from Lorna so she, yes. you reveal she rings the, the bell she yeah. has the bell the bell commands you my dear and yeah. she's like the smell is coming from the barrels and she goes over and Auntie Whispers opens it yeah. only to see a bunch of turtles she's like oh you were talking about how fresh the turtles are yes yeah. mm, and then she wait. eats a turtle <laughs> and bites it like it, like it's a chocolate like yeah. a bar or something like that. Well, no, right. she she like she like puts the whole thing in her mouth, swishes it, and pulls out nothing but the shell. Oh, I thought she like yeah. really... No, she just she opens it, and just ruffles it around her mouth, and spits out the shell. So huh. she ate the turtle. Her mouth is probably the creepiest thing about right. her because like she she's got that like you said huge head, yeah. big eyes, like yeah, oversized. But yeah. her mouth looks like she's always got some kind of sticky gum thing. Yeah, in there, like, yeah. Just, it's, mm, and well, and also like yeah. if you see her teeth, they're very. Very long and gangly looking. Yeah. They're all black and it's just like, ugh, that's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. And 
But she's uh, she's a very interesting character to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, no, she and she gives Lorna a, a, a task right before she goes yes, upstairs to lay you down. Need, you need to, to sweep, and then she asks you will sort the bones of those who were devoured here before. Which is like what? Yeah, you know what, like, who's eating them? What's which, going on? Which again was foreshadowed in yep. the beginning. Yep. You yep. see her shorting the bones down yep. in the basement, which is just like ah. Yeah, it's like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. What's going on here? Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, just. Really creepy stuff, and like you just get this hint that she's just this sinister monster that's keeping this young woman like under a spell with this yes. bell and everything. So, and that's what that's what you're led to believe. That's what Work believes. And again, Greg is paying no attention yeah. to any of this. Yeah, no, uh, he goes upstairs. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, she's yeah, napping. Where she's napping. Yeah, yeah, he's just playing he's, with his frog or whatever, yeah. and his frog happens so, to go up the stairs. Yeah, so Wirt's like, you know, we, you got to get out of here. You can't be with her. That's this is not okay. So basically, he's like, yeah, maybe. And she even says something way ominous because she's like, you know, it's like, I I can't leave and everything. He's like, no, you have to. You can come with us. And she goes, maybe this time it'll be different. And it's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? And then it's like, so then Wirt, like, or Greg follows, uh, Craig follows uh, Benjamin Franklin upstairs. Yeah, uh, to while Wart's downstairs helping her clean. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that way they can get because she can't. She can't not do what the bell or what Auntie Whisper told her because the bell yeah. makes her do it. The bell so makes her. They do had it. to finish that real quick and then they could leave. Yeah. So, so. while Wart's down there working. Yeah. Greg is playing with his frog, and his frog happens to go upstairs. Where and wakes her up. And wakes her up. And yep. so she comes down saying, what are you doing in this house? And like the most terrifyingly quiet way yes. possible. Yep. She's she, her, her cloak is wafting. She's kind of coming down. And then they all go down and they all lock themselves in this, this closet area um, to which, you know, Annie Whispers starts saying, you've doomed yourselves. You know, it's like, I don't have my bell. You know, it's like, you're She's going to eat you. And they're like, what is she talking about? And they turn around and this, this demon... Well, it's like it has, comes out of the shadows. Shit, Once again, it's, with the eyes. It's the, the eyes most, is the first thing you see, and then you see the rest of her. It's the most terrifying thing in it. Like, it literally is the most terrifying thing I've seen from an animation in a long mm-hmm. time. Because it has this crooked smile. Yeah. And just like a huge, all jagged teeth. Jagged and teeth, and it's going to devour. You know, it's going to devour them. And so and this is Lorna. Like, Lorna turns into this thing. She's possessed by a spirit or something. So, um, uh, so we're breaks through this boarded up window with, with, with Greg and they start running and the demon's chasing after them and they get caught in this bog and they're like, ah, oh, we need an idea quick. It's going to eat us. And then uh, it's like, wait, I have an idea. And he starts shaking the frog yeah. and he's got the bell in his belly. Yep, he ate yep. the bell. Yep. So, like, and so he ate his bell. And so they said, you know, it's like the bell commands you and the spirit stops because the bell is obviously the thing. And then, uh, Wart grabs it and says, leave Laura alone, spirit, never come back. And so it, boom, is compelled, it goes away, which, why Auntie Whispers never exactly. thought to do that? Exactly. Yeah. I, and, well, I, think my, I got a theory on that. It it's, is. It's that As she, is, is, she said at the end, like, now that you're healed, you yeah. won't stick around. Yeah, you don't want to help old Auntie Whispers Right, and that's, yeah. uh, that's why she probably didn't, that, at least yeah. I have no idea why she Yeah, I, I, I feel like it was sort of like a, like a, she never thought to do that, or she didn't think that that would work, because who would think, like, oh, obviously we can just dispel it with the, <laughs> yeah. you know, because, uh, can you go away? Yeah, oh, right. that worked, that's yeah. amazing. And, and uh, yeah, and she, she kind of felt needed, you know, it was, like, it was just kind of like this, again, she was just this sweet old lady who was, I got the, more so the feel that yeah. she was like, she, she, she wanted to help Lorna, and that's why she always kept her busy yeah. but at the same time she like she almost needs Lorna there because well she's an old frail woman so, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> a giant old frail yeah. woman so, yeah so it was yeah, it, it was kind of like a symbiotic type relationship I guess and and that was how she wanted it but uh, obviously you know uh Lorna stuck around because yeah, she, she felt like she wanted she, to help out her auntie whispers. Yeah, because she took care of her. Even it was though not it, her aunt, by the way. No, it's like so. but, she, but she did take care of her and try to keep her from eating people. And, yeah, yeah, that was, that was in, nice of her. In kind of a crooked, you know, sort of messed up way, but it's like that's all she knew how to do. It's like she was dealing with a demon that ate people. Like what are you? <laughs> gonna yeah, do? like possessed or not, like having yeah. her clean up the bones of the people uh, that the demon yeah. ate is yeah. kind of. It's twisted. Yeah, it's twisted. Yeah, it's twisted. It's 
it's that you know idle hands man idle hands yeah it, that's it's true. Be, it's very symbolic of that sort of like old timey you know 18th century you have to keep busy you can't right. do naughty things that's bad you know it's like you can't be naughty and there's actually some hints of that like you know like when it's like when she wants to run away with Wirt, you kind of think like, oh, that's the naughty they're talking about or something to that degree. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, oh, it, it feels like an old timey, like stay away from boys yeah. type deal, you know, like. and, and Stay in school. Don't, don't bring out the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep, keep your innocence, that sort of deal. Don't, you know, like just keep busy, you know, idle hands, you know. All that sort of thing, but it's it, it's a very lovely episode. I absolutely yeah. love that one. It, it's very, gorgeous. as Stephen said, charming. Yeah. Babes in the Woods, um, probably my second least favorite episode. Yeah, yeah I don't know. With you. I'm not so sure if this one or the school. I, I, no. Probably, probably the schoolhouse one is my least favorite because yeah. this one actually has Again. something at the end of this mm-hmm. really, yeah, really this interesting. One, this one has a very interesting thing that 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 I've noticed a lot of people online have misinterpreted. In fact, really. Uh, that I've seen, or at least from my point of view, right. All of this is open to interpretation, sure. which is which is literally from Patrick McHale's uh, his his own words. Yeah, all of this is open for interpretation. He has never said outright like this. This means no, this. And that this means that. this. This means that I don't want everybody can perceive this how they want, which is what we'll get to when we get to the cl- get to the closing things, because mm-hmm. he actually leaves different interpretations open for people, and it's like, oh yeah, he kind of does, uh, but uh. Because the unknown is the unknown. It's unknown. <laughs> it's specifically exactly. that. Um, babes in the woods. Uh, Wart's kind of fed up. Uh, they're going to be lost. He just kind of knows it. Uh, they're traveling on a boat, and then they get to land, and Wart's just kind of fed up. It's like, whatever, do what you want. Yeah. It's like, we're never getting home anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to lay here. So he's just going to lay down, and uh, Greg, being a, the oblivious innocent kind of moron that he is uh decides that he's gonna go do whatever and he comes into this strange realm of i want to call it the 1930s of cartoons yes right. <laughs> has that very it, much feel, yeah. feel it looks it. pretty much like the only thing i kind of dug about this episode yes. was the, the throwback animation yeah, it is it, but the actual like subject and story of the yeah. episode was not that intriguing no to me. it's worth it's greg basically going through a crazy Cartoon Heavenland. He jumps and, on the uh, a wagon being pulled by a donkey, and then it takes him to this magical land yeah, where the reception committee is three pixie-looking things yeah. that have clocks on their chest, and yeah, they're and, like tapping their feet, waiting on him to get and there. And there's the auxiliary reception committee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then there's the third committee. committee and then yeah. he's like, then the one part that was funny in that episode where he's like, "Is there any more?" And then it goes. And it shows that dog with like sad, just this like stare off look and like the rain. And he's the fourth committee. And And Greg's like, I guess that's enough. (laughs) I guess that's funny. Um, Then there's like the salt, the 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 northern winds or something. He's like playing around or something like that, and accidentally gets knocked into this gate, which opens up, and then these three little chubby cloud guys come out which yeah. they start singing this like very 1940s type of thing or whatever and, yeah. uh, and they furrow their brow <laughs> they puff out their chairs <laughs> it's it's very old school uh, 1930s it's like Cuphead the, like the video game that's coming out, it's very much like that. It's yeah. it's it's Bosco. It's all of those old cartoons yeah. that are paid homage in like uh, uh, Tiny Toons and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and Animaniacs. Uh, it it's an interesting episode, but it's not. It just. That whole time where he's spending there, I just I don't care about. Well, it's it. like, a, it's a like, dream world. It's a dream world. Much. You know what's off going on. by land or whatever, and then now he's what, approached by the good witch at the end. Pretty yeah. Much, and now what's interesting about it is what it all turns out to be. Right. The end of the, the episode. end of the episode is uh, he's approached by basically Glenda the Good Witch, uh, which is the, fairy, much. the yeah. fairy queen. She looks like Glenda the Good Witch. Yeah. Uh, she's the fairy queen or whatever, and she shows that uh, you know it's like oh can you help us get home is his wish. Because he stopped the the northern winds from blowing things yes, up, yeah, yeah. so he gets a wish. So he said, "Can you can you get us both home?" And she says, "I'm sorry, Gregory, but the beast has already taken your brother." And it shows her brother. Uh, it shows his brother, and it's like he's wrapped up in a few little weeds. The Adelwood started. To the Adelwood started him. to grow over him, um, and he's already given up. He's already given into the beast, supposedly. Right. And uh, and so he's he's like, "So is there any way to get us both home?" And he's like, "Well, he's taken by the beast. Well, then I know what to wish for." And um, 
So then he comes back from the world and he apologizes to Wirt, who's asleep on the stump, saying, sorry, I didn't take anything seriously, but it's okay. I found a way to get his home and I'll be back. And so he goes off and to where you think he's going back to the the fairy queen, but it's the beast. It's the beast he walks So all of that, all of that was a trick by the beast. For some reason, people seem to think that whole thing was real and no. that the that he just wished to take the place with the beast. No, the fairy was never there. Yeah. The beast was making him think all of this. The, Wirt wasn't even being taken yet. Yeah. Because he wakes up and goes, what the... And he pulls off all the, all all the weeds. Night, yeah. And when, he, when he wakes up and realizes that Greg's gone off with somebody and he start, starts looking for him. So the beast tricked Greg into becoming... Or is... We will see in a great scene yeah, next episode. Place of, in, of, of being yeah. uh, where Wirt was going to be, I guess. Yeah, and, and, and so, you know, with, I don't think he ever had Wirt. Honestly, yeah, I think he just concocted this whole thing to get Greg, uh, which is interesting in itself. Yeah, own I, I never, so, I never took it as, as yeah. that that was all real. I always took it as yeah. Greg had his own little fancy thing, which very could have been the 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 beast making him have this dream. Yeah, or right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what I always perceived it as. Of course, it can be anything people want. Yeah, but I just like where, where'd all that come from? The beast made it happen. That's what happened. You know, it's like because yeah. he the beast is a deceiver. He's he's the that's what he is. Yep. He's He's the devil. Pretty <laughs> much. Like pretty much. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's all very interesting. Uh, and it, I think the episode actually ends with Ward end- waking up. He's tearing off all the weeds, looking for Gray because he knows he's mm-hmm. messed up. Because he, he, like, in a pretty much, like, you know, when you first wake up, you say things you don't really mean, I guess. And he yeah. kind of pretty much told Greg to shove off, I guess. Yeah. And he feels really bad. So when he gets up and he's going looking for him. And he finds... I'm sorry. He falls into the. Oh, sorry. What does he find? He, oh, I was gonna say he he finds uh, or he thinks he he. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Beatrice thinks she finds Wirt, but then uh, no, no. she's she's scared off by the owl or whatever. No, no. And then you, you, well, well, but lower right. below the tree is both Wirt and Greg, I guess, because she's been looking for them. Well, for yeah, a while. yeah. This right. ha- I, I was gonna say this You're is going a little. Back, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say this happened a little while back. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, he slips and falls on. Uh, like some ice or something like that, and yeah. then he gets back up and he starts walking in a different direction. And then he falls through right. the uh, the ice and yeah. then he starts starts to drown. Starts to drown. Beatrice and uh, this weird fishmonger. Fish, yeah, uh, he's just a fish in a boat made of a fish. That's uh, fishing. He's fishing uh, and he pulls him out, and uh, but he's you know he's he's unconscious and everything. The next episode, I adore this episode. Yeah, uh, I was blown away by Into the Unknown. I just I don't know what it was. I it. It blew me away. I, at no point am I perceiving either of these kids from somewhere of a modern world. Right. That's that's yeah. why I kind of dislike. Really interesting. Just oh, just because yeah. I didn't want them to be. Right. I, mean, I, 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 yeah. I wanted them to be part of this fantasy world. Yeah. It's, but that to me, that's like it. It, it just it, it pulled me into so many more different directions because like. Why are they here? You know, it's like it just. It, How do they get here? It, it was and... such a different take, and it just it opens up with Wirt in his room, and it's a ki- he's a '90s kid. It's what it is. They even have there's even Easter eggs in this thing. Like there's a there's a uh, there there's a there's a tape that's uh, called uh, Four Non Blondes, which is which is a. <laughs> A tri- or three non-blondes, and it's a tribute to four non-blondes, the 90s band. And he's listening to a song that's from 1992. And so it's it, like all these contextual clues for you to think, oh, he's a 90s kid, because he's got cassette tapes and stuff like that. Um, and it's right around the time when CDs started to become a thing, and mm-hmm. could people still use cassettes then. And uh, So they're, they're, from, they're just a, a suburban group from like the 90s, and that's what happened. And, um it was such a shock, like, like you know. And then he's like, he's like pacing around his room. Uh, there's a band poster called the Black Turtles there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, see that. Yeah, there's a Black Turtles poster. Uh, so he's pacing around in his room. There's even an architecture book in there, which explains his why. His, yeah, why, why he's able to point out the different types of architecture. Um, so he's pacing around his room. He's really, he's really upset, and he's got this tape that says "For Sarah," and he rips it apart and he pulls out the thing, and then he stops. And he musters up courage, he rewinds the tape, you know, puts it back in his thing. Then he goes off, he goes into his place and grabs a cone hat and a Confederate uh, cape yeah. type thing, costume thingy. 
and uh, goes outside, and you realize it's Halloween. That's yep. why everybody's, you know, yeah. Um, and, and that that was really cool. Like that's why they're dressed this way. Yeah. It's just everything about it was like, oh my god, this is why they're dressed that way. It's, and you, uh, you see where uh, like you see, you now know why uh, Greg has been wearing a teapot. Yeah, he is he is dressed up as an elephant. Yeah, um, and, <laughs> and you also see yeah. his uh, his his greatest. Uh, uh, or you see where he gets one of his greatest tools of all, yeah. his rock, I guess rock. you could say, where he goes it's around and giving his rock facts throughout yeah. the uh, throughout the series and whatnot. It's not truth. It's a rock fact. <laughs> it's a rock fact. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just... Um, but basically, he... and. This is another reason I like this episode. Uh, I, I I can't gush about this episode enough. Uh, but another reason I like this episode is basically he has a crush on a girl named Sarah, which mm-hmm. is the girl that he mentioned in uh, the Mad Love episode. Um, so he's going to basically confess. This is his moment. This is the his 13, 14-year-old moment. He's going to confess <laughs> his feelings for this girl. So he goes to the game where she's the mascot. She's the bee mascot. Which is funny to me, uh, you know, because like it's like it's like they're all just kind of nerds. You know? it's like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, he's not going after the cheerleader. He's not going after the pop. He's going after the the kids in this are so far more intelligently written than any other thing that's ever been written, especially about high school in the nineties. Mm-hmm. At no point is anybody like an like just an overt uh, like cruel bully, which we know those people exist in yeah. certain cases, but. Those, like, those stereotypes weren't yeah. really fundamental to the story. Exactly. And, and it's, it's like you're saying, like, the, the ones that were... Yeah. The, the, not the stereotypes, but the characters that were in the story were done right. perfectly. Yeah. And the, the guy, Mikhail, didn't really have any need for yeah, that. Yeah, he didn't need it. So, like, they could have easily. So, like, the whole thing is, like, you know, it's like uh, Greg's going to sh- share his thing with Sarah, and then... Or uh, Wirt's going to share his tape with Sarah... Uh, it's got clarinet and poetry on it, and just like, yeah. all this embarrassing crap. But he's you know built up the courage. So Greg just grabs the tape and is like, "I'll give it to her for you." And he's like, "No, don't do that." <laughs> and so he runs into a bunch of his friends from high school or whatever, and you know he's he like lets slip that like he wants to give this to Sarah. He's like, "Ooh, Sarah," you know, like Wirt loves Sarah, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. But they do it in like a like it's just like a fast like oh jabby jabby. Yeah, it's not like they're not like pointing and laughing at him or yeah. throwing him down in the mud or something like just that you see in dumb high school things. Exactly. You know? Yeah. They just kind of like give like a rib to him and then they go well you better hurry up because I hear Jason Funderburger is going to ask her out yeah. Jason Funderburger, Funderburger? <laughs> that guy's got it all and I respected like the big jock right? you, you, you thought the jock that was like hey what are you doing like you right. expected him to be Jason Funderburger yeah. it's not like, that's just, just, yeah. Funderburger is well, just with that idea of yeah. you know that he might be this big jock dude, right? Fit, fitting that you know stereotype. Yeah, everybody. And then he comes in, and he's kind of underwhelming. Yeah, he's know? just like, just this, like <laughs> he's got party. it all. It's yeah. funny. It's funny because Funderburger is actually fashioned and modeled after Patrick McGee. Oh, that's awesome. Is it really? It's, it's modeled <laughs> after him, and how he basically was in high school. Apparently, he's Sarah. He's like he's just like this really awkward dude. Yeah, like has like a nasally kind of like, yeah. hey Sarah. <laughs> but Wirt just has like this different perception of like himself and everybody else, and you know he, he has these insecurities, and he's oh man, it, it's just it's so. It, Basically, what happens is uh, he, he try, you know, they, um, Wirt's friends like slip the tape into into Her Sarah's jacket jacket pocket. jacket pocket for him. So he's like, "Oh God, we gotta get the tape back." So they spend the whole night trying to get the tape back and everything, and they can't quite do it. They go into a party that he's not invited to. Oh no! Right, and then he goes, <laughs> and that's another thing. It's like, he, like there's that whole like, "I'm not invited to this party. I can't go in." So Greg just goes in, mm-hmm, and yeah. Wirt follows follows him through. And everybody's like, oh, hey, Wirt. Yeah. He's like, like, no. Like, he, like, <laughs> runs in the room. He's like, I'm really sorry, guys. I, and before he can say anything else, we're like, oh, hey, Wirt. Hey, Wirt. Yeah, like, nobody's like, like, oh, get out of here. You weren't invited. Like, yeah. none of that bull crap. Even Funderburger. He's like, yeah. hey, Wirt. <laughs> hey, Wirt. Yeah. So they're all going to go to the graveyard later. Uh, he talks to Sarah for a little bit, but doesn't quite get the, you know, he, he grabs the jacket. He's like, oh, thanks, my jacket. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so you know? close. So uh, they go to the graveyard and... Uh, they're just gonna like uh, drink age appropriate drinks, you know, do an age appropriate <laughs> like stuff. Juice? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, age appropriate stuff, not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, 
And something I didn't notice until the last time I watched it, Sarah's black, by the way. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Like, because yeah. she has her face painted face white. Face painted, but her but, hands... But her hands are black, and, like, her neckline is black. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that. So, yeah. I mean, oh. Like, or yeah. at least, like, Indian or something. She is of yeah, color. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's, she, yeah, something. She is of color. I know that. But she, <laughs> you, you didn't notice it because she has the white face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing white face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I was going to say that. Uh, she's painting like a skeleton uh, for those who didn't get that. Uh, but anyway, um, so basically, um, all this, all this down into into conclusion here. We got to wrap this up on these episodes. But uh, uh, basically, the cop shows up, which is one of my favorite characters because he's like this, this like, "Hey kids, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. no, no hey, jaywalking. You go to jail. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Have a happy Halloween." And he just does that through the whole episode. So he shows up at them on the graveyard, you know, they all show up at the graveyard and like, uh, work shows up and he's like, oh, they're all having like a good time. And it's like, that's what's so like infuriating about Wart's behavior is like, everyone's having a good time, but he's so nervous that he doesn't get it. Can't, he can't he, relax, he, he man. He can't relax. And like, you know, like Thunderburger wants to date Sarah. So he puts his hand on his like, you can let go of my hand now. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> then the other girl's like, you can hold mine. I don't care. <laughs> she just wants to be loved too. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it, 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 so then the, the cop shows up, it's like, hey kids, what are you doing? You're all yeah. under arrest. Is this a witch's gathering? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so they all spread out, so like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, just quit, kidding. quit running, you hug yourselves. And <laughs> yeah. They start chasing after <laughs> so, them. So then they go over, so Wirt and, uh, Wirt and Greg, Greg go over the garden wall. Yep. And this is where it happens. This is they're, the title, people. Like, I love it, too, because <laughs> they're up there on the wall or whatever. Hey. And he's like, I never got the, uh, t- oh, he sees... Yeah. Sarah reach into her pocket and pull out and she's like, tape. Look, yeah, what's this? Exactly. And then Thunderburger Thunder, Thunderburger's like, we should listen to it. Nah. <laughs> to which and he goes, no. <laughs> he just like pulls his like face down. His skin yeah. down. He's like, it's over, Molly, it's over. And you hear the cop is like, hey kids, get off the wall. Jump jump down over here. You're gonna you're gonna hurt yourselves. And they just both turn around, jump down the other <laughs> side. He's like, ah cr- no, I'm at this side, not that <laughs> side. Kids, come back over here. So they jump down, and that's the sign the train is coming, mm-hmm. uh, which is hinted at at the beginning of every episode. There's a small train whistle at the beginning of every single episode. Oh. Which is brilliant! Because yeah. you never really notice it unless no. someone mentions it. But there's a small little like in the in the distance. Hmm. So it's just this whole thing. They jump dodge out of the train, they tumble into the into the water, and they start sinking like a stone, the title of the song at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. So you know, sinking like a stone. So <laughs> they start sinking. Greg wakes up, or uh, Wirt Work. wakes up uh, from having this flashback, mm-hmm. and he's in Beatrice's family's tree, tree. home. Um, and, uh, you know, he thinks it's Beatrice, but it turns out it's his family. They've warmed him up. They've nursed him back to health with dirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, eat some eat more dirt. dirt. Eat your dirt. Eat, eat some more dirt. Okay. And then he just eats it. I just need some more. <laughs> and then he decides he has to go find Greg. And he has to do it, you know. It's like, because he realizes it's, it's their fault that they got lost in the mm-hmm. first place. Lost, quote yeah. unquote. Um, this is going to be a two-parter, I'm sorry. It's got to be. Uh, so, yeah. Um, basically, he goes off into the winter. It's turned winter now. We're past fall in the unknown. We're in the winter. And uh, Beatrice's family is like, if you see Beatrice, tell her to come home, you know. So he goes off. To save work and find Beatrice and make everything right. Because he screwed up everything. Yep. Which is great. It's your hero moment. It's yeah, your arc. he's turning around. He, he's been this guy who's been sort of selfish, sort of uh, self-loathing, sort of you know dismissive of everybody else's opinion through this whole thing. Yeah. And you realize that's why they're in this situation. Like, he's just, he's screwed up entirely, and now he's got to go fix it. This is your moment. To which we, uh... <laughs> We come to Greg and the Beast, yeah. which is one of the funniest. I do love that part. It's one of the funniest moments because through this whole thing, the Beast has been this terrifyingly scary image in the background, just like like manipulating people, right. letting them know that ominous. Like, I'm gonna take these soul. You know, like like you need to keep that happening. You know, you need to keep that lantern lit. Mm. And I was like, just he knows he's in control this whole time. And the first time we come across them, Beatrice is going through the the snow, and she finds Greg with the beast. To which she said, "Did you bring me the golden comb? <laughs> right here. This is a honeycomb. <laughs> it's well, like, honey's golden. Kind of like comb. It's like it's like the first moment where he realizes, like, I cannot control this idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like I have hired an idiot. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, so what he said, right next to it is a silver thread, and <laughs> Greg's like, ah, it's a spider web on a stick. <laughs> it's a spider web on a stick. Yeah, yeah. It's like because it, it, it's brilliant though because he's basically trying to get him to 
he's he's basically sending him on impossible tasks yes. to keep him lost in the woods so that he can then turn him into an edelwood and to which the they can chop up and grind and oil to keep the burning keep the lantern then lit keep the lantern lit he gets souls the you know the the lantern keeps lit so the woodsman keeps uh, his daughter's soul mm. quote unquote quote alive. unquote alive um, but as we know it all plays with the perceptions um, basically. Uh, Basically, uh, Greg. Uh, th- then he has a third task for him, where he's like, "I want you to put. I want to catch. Want you to catch the sun <laughs> in this china cup." Yeah, you know, it's like, and Greg, it's like Greg, that sounds impossible. <laughs> like, but then he sets it down. It's an old riddle. Uh, it's yeah. in a, where he sets it down on a stump where the perception will have it lowering into the into the into the china cup. So he says. All I have to do now is wait. And he's like, yes, just wait. Yep. So it's just perfect. That's why he wanted this thing. He wanted him to wait and not move and get caught and in the just, forest. Yeah, and just, just sit you know, there in one spot and yeah, get be caught, done with it. Lost in the forest. So that's what's happening. So uh, Beatrice finds uh, Wirt, uh, who's searching. Um, and uh, basically they, they, they team up again. You know, It's like, oh, we have to find Wirt. We have to make sure he's safe. So then they go and try and find him. The woodsman comes across... Uh, uh, is it Woodsman first? Yeah, Woodsman comes across uh, the beast uh, and and Greg in the forest. Yeah, and Greg has already been sort of taken by it. Started to have the leaves grow over him. And yeah, whatnot. and the beast says, "Well, Woodsman, here's your you know like here's your next Adelwood. here's your next Adelwood. And to where he freaks out because he hadn't you know he didn't. It's kind of implied that he knew, but he didn't want to think about it. But now mm-hmm. he's seeing a child as the Adelwoods, yeah. you know. So it's just like. I didn't know this was what it was. I didn't know that's what was happening, you know. And he's like, would it have mattered? Would yeah. you let your daughter's soul flame out? You know? And he's just like, I, she wouldn't want this. And he puts the lantern down and starts helping Greg get out. And then the beast reaches for the lantern and he chops at him. And then they start physically yeah, they fighting each other. And the beast is just laughing at him, which is just like, oh, God, it's it, so it, terrible. Like that whole scene right there where the woodsman and the beast are fighting is such... Such phenomenal uh, voice acting yeah. because it really it really sounds like a struggle yeah. and, for the woodsman, yeah. and it just sounds like the beast. This is another normal day for him because yeah. he's just in the background laughing. But, he, but even then, like the beast is kind of desperate to keep him in his spot because he's I'm trying to help you. Right. Is what the beast tells him. He's like I'm trying to help you here, which he's not. But that's yeah. what he wants the beast. That's what he wants he the wants woodsman to believe. To leave, though. Yeah. Before we go into the big reveal, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was one small line that I liked in this. <laughs> another Greg thing. Where he coughs up the leaves. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wirt and Beatrice get to him. They're like trying to get like get him out, and they're like, "Oh, are you okay?" And, and then he coughs up the leaves, and Beatrice is like, "Oh no, it's even growing inside him." He's like, "No, I just ate some leaves." Just <laughs> <laughs> sitting there looking at him, like, and like and just, like, just, just kind of like what? She just smirks because yeah. he's like, "That's Greg. That's yeah, Greg. Like, yeah, I'm glad he's okay." Um, and there's a real tearful moment where, like, you know. Uh, 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 Greg confesses like his one flaw through the whole thing, mm-hmm. and that's that he stole the rock. Yeah. He stole his rock. His one, rock. yeah, his one blemish. And, yeah, that's a rock fact. <laughs> that's a rock <laughs> fact. <laughs> and you know, work assures him that that doesn't matter. So he's got to get him free. And then the woodsman collapses behind them. His axe drops to the floor, and the beast is standing there. Here we are. The confrontation between Wirt and the beast. Yes. The, the lanterns on the floor and everything, and. Or no, I'm sorry. The lan- he grabbed the lantern. Yeah, he's I'm got sorry. the lantern. He yeah, got the lantern. Point. That's what yeah. they were seeing. Uh, they were seeing Greg with. So he has the lantern. And then the beast looks at him and said, "I want. I need that lantern, boy." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Nope. I need to keep this. We need to get home and everything." And he's like, "He's already been taken by the Edelwood, but I have a deal to make." Mm-hmm. And he wants to make Wirt the new lantern bearer. He said, "I can take. I can take Greg's soul, put it in the lantern, and then you can keep it a lit. Will you take the you know the you, the, you the task the lantern of lantern bearer?" bearer. And uh, you know he he kind of, and it's so good yeah yes, because he goes he, you know he he kind of collapses to it he walks over he sets the lantern to go and then he goes wait no that's dumb <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's love it. that doesn't make any sense that specific line is like no wait that's dumb yeah no that's dumb and he's, the beast is like what's like what? no, that's dumb why would I go around and do that <laughs> yeah it's almost like you want me just to wander these yeah. woods forever forever really. holding this thing it's almost like your soul's in this. yeah it's almost like you need this lantern lit more than anybody it's like, almost like your soul's in this thing. Looks and at then it. the beast freaks out yes. and goes all darkness. His eyes are gigantic. Yep. He's engulfing He eats him. up all the light. Are you ready to see true darkness? Is what he says. And we're it's like, are you? And he opens, and opens the, lantern. the lantern. And then and he's about to blow on it. And he's immediately snaps back and is like desperate. No! no! He's like, 
and just closes it. This is just like like whatever, man. Closes it, hands it back to the woodsman, said. That's this, your, yeah, that's your is thing your, to deal with. Yeah, this is your problem. Brother. I got my own. He goes and picks up the axe and tries to get Greg out of this yeah. uh, chops, little tree or whatever. Yeah, chops his brother free, and then, you know, the, the woodsman gets up and is like, she was never in the lantern, was she, beast? And you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. it's so good. So it's, just so good. It's, just, it's just like, you know, he just has this realization that, like, he's been fooled for so long and just like... How long has he wasted doing yeah. this for this? How much this time shirt? has he devoted? How many how many innocent lives has he yeah. c- cut down yeah. to feed this lantern that was supposed to be his daughter, but yeah. and it obviously wasn't. wasn't ever his? And so you know, it's just like what a great climax because like you know, usually a climax you know a climax is like with a big battle or a, a huge epic somebody fight. gets stabbed with an epic sword, a magic yeah. sword or something, or some thorn gets driven through. A heart. Although I will say and, there was an epic reveal in this this final battle between the woodsman and the beast is when the woodsman has finally you know worked together back and he's finally figured it out and he just does a hard right turn towards the beast. Oh yes, that's right. And, and split second you see, see it. And I was actually yeah. I, I, I finished watching these episodes last night over at mm-hmm. Stevens. And Stephen was passed out. I spent probably a good ten minutes rewinding <laughs> and trying to get it. Did you really? Yes. Perfectly. I was dead yeah. But I was trying to get it perfectly stopped yeah. on that one scene. And, he's and just, I finally did it. And he looks like an he looks like an Adelwood, yeah. but he is covered in like his torso is Faces. kind of reddish, yeah. and his head and arms are kind of. Uh, uh, brown, like bark looking, yeah. but he's covered in these faces and yeah, everywhere. Just these terrified faces, and when and, and when like the when yeah. it's so creepy looking because the beast himself, his face is contorted as well as almost yeah. like oh, I don't want to look at it. Yeah. It's, it's hideous. He, he looks like Edward Bunks with a scream. Like yes, it's just, it looks. It, it, it's terrifying. It's but creepy. It's, it's one scene. It's all children's it, show. It's, and all, it's terrifying. If you type in the beast on the internet, like it's literally the first thing is that frame. Really? Oh yeah. Like it's I all. I could have saved like, myself be, ten minutes. You could have just, just, just Google the beast. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but it's just it's this terrifying thing, and uh, but it, it's a great climax because it ends with him blowing out a flame, and that's yeah. it. And that is it. That's... And you don't even see what happens afterwards. It's so good. It's just like he's just trying to woodsman. Listen to me. You know, and they just, and pure and they, black, you, and you yeah, hear you a scream. scream. You never see what happens to him. It's just he's done. That's it. The beast is gone. Um, once it comes back from the darkness, Wirt and Greg and the frog are in the river. They get they, Wirt wakes up, pulls Greg out. They come out. Their friends are coming down, and they find him. An ambulance comes, takes him to a hospital. He's there with Sarah. Uh, you know, Greg's there with his, you know, with his uh, frog and <laughs> Jason Funderburger. They've named him Jason Funderburger, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "It's the perfect frog name." And Funderburger's like, Isn't "That my name?" Yeah, he's like, like, "I'm Jason <laughs> Funderburger." Like, and and what, you and Jason, a great little touch. Funderburger and the other girl are holding hands in that scene, and I thought well, that was, was sweet. I was like, "That's so cute." They're holding hands in that scene. I was like, "Oh, Funderburger got a girl." of a girl. That's nice. So then. You know, um, Sarah pulls the uh, the cassette out of her jacket and is like, "I don't have a tape player." Right. So, so <laughs> he's like, like she, the way she leads it up, she's <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, I found this." So and so, like, Wart's kind of like squirming in his in his <laughs> hospital bed, like, "Oh man, she's gonna say it's stupid or something like that." She's like, "I don't really have a tape player, so we can listen and, to it in my house." Yeah, and before she can even say anything, he's like, well, "Well, you know what? I'm a little more confident now. Yeah, you can but, come over to my place but and even, watch it." But even then, he backtracks and is yeah. like, "Well, we can listen to some other stuff." And yeah, yeah, let's do another. That's some heavy stuff, actually. We can work our way up to that one. To which the narrator has the best closing narration ever of, of, and so the ending is done, and everyone's satisfied, so on and so, so forth. forth. Yeah. And it pulls back to the shot of the town, and that's the end. And yeah. it, it ends on The Loveliest Lies of All, one of the, the great songs of this whole thing. Um, it, well, it's it's I, safe I, to say you go through and see like Pottersfield. Yeah, they're all Pottersfield, having fun still. Pottersfield and, is all still having fun, and uh, Enoch, Beatrice and her family yeah, are humans again. Yeah, Beatrice yeah. and her family are humans again. Enoch is revealed to be the cat that was like, like a black yeah. cat. Yeah, yeah. At that's... the beginning, so that's weird. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Beatrice has her uh, dog back as well, which is the dog in the beginning. Yeah, well, yeah that was, it was Beatrice's the, dog, the beast or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was Beatrice's dog. So she's back. He's back with her as well, and uh, all the family's back to normal. Uh, the woodsman's daughter is in the old empty house that probably was never empty to begin with. Mm-hmm. Which, because people are like, oh, and the, the daughter was, because ret- I heard this like a lot, oh, his daughter was returned to her. 
to him. And it's like, no, I don't think she was ever gone. Yeah. Because he, he probably convinced him never to go back to that house. You know what I mean? Because he tricks people. You yeah. know, it's like he tricked Wirt, he tricked Greg into thinking Wirt was taken. Mm-hmm. He probably did the same thing as like, oh, your daughter's been taken. Yeah, I mean, there's no so, reason for the woodsman to go back if he thinks her soul is in the land. Exactly. Holding, so, so. so he probably like made her think like, Oh, I put her lan- I put her soul in this lantern, and now you have to keep it alit. And then there's no reason to go back home. You belong to the woods now. And she probably just went back home yeah. because she wasn't taken by any means. And because to be lost, like the, the whole thing about being lost is like the beast can't just take you. It's quite clear that's not something that can happen. Right. Otherwise, you just snatch people. Sure, you have to be lost, and yeah. not in the woods. You have to be lost. In in soul, mind, mind, spirit, and body, you have to be lost completely or given up. Right, and that and that and you know, so it's not just he can take whoever. So he didn't take his daughter. I don't think his daughter was ever lost. She just went back home and was like, her dad, her dad isn't there anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. because so he goes back home, like thinking, like I'm gonna go back to this old empty house with no daughter. And she's there, and it's. I just think that's like, oh god, it's so good. Yeah, you know, it's just you know. very, very emotional moment too. It's yeah, just, you know, because there's not really any lines. Just she just says "father" a couple yeah. times, and he's oh, and yeah. that's about all they really said there. But it's very, very powerful moment though. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for, uh, Fred's uh, Fred's still working as a tea horse. <laughs> yeah. uh, just. All the good closing ups, uh, the the schools thriving, you know, just everything you could possibly. Everything wraps do. up. Everything wraps up beautifully. Uh, the frogs are still hibernating. <laughs> just <laughs> like, pokes his head out, breathes yeah. a little bit, and then goes back down. Again, uh, it's very interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, there's theories around like what the unknown is. The, the most prominent being uh, that it is purgatory. Limbo. Uh, yeah. It is limbo. Huh. It is the in between because what the original t- word for the the original. Uh, title for the the original name for the world was the in-between rather than the unknown oh okay um it was called the that was when he had like old scratch and everything it was the in-between that's what all the concept drawings called. okay so um uh purgatory is the biggest one the biggest purveyor of that is the fact that when they're in the graveyard i don't know if you guys noticed this one at all it's fantastic when they're in the graveyard the grave that greg is hiding behind before they go in is Quincy Undercott's grave. Oh. It says Quincy Undercott on it. I didn't like that. Yeah. see that. So it's like, oh, that's why these are all old-timey people in yeah. this weird little place waiting for... They're just waiting to move on or right. something. They, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it would also lead to believe because like the way they got into the unknown yeah. was drowning yeah. pretty much. So like they're on the verge of death yeah, in a way. You, you can pretty much argue that like they're basically dying and this is their fight. You're Stay blowing alive. my mind, dude. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it, goes, it goes back to Pottersfield with that yes, chick Yeah, line. yeah. It goes, goes, you goes, aren't really ready to be with that. I was getting ready to say the same <laughs> thing. I was like, what? I feel like Pottersfield is very much like a throw... Uh, a representation of like death because yeah. of, because of what they say in there how yeah. that you're not ready and you know you spend all this time working and toiling and ultimately after death we just have this big party we yeah. all hang out <laughs> and just put pumpkins on our heads and yeah. run around do whatever you know yeah. that's, that's, normal, that's a normal Tuesday night that's, yeah. for me that is but I'm just saying for the people normal people right but. and and it's just it's got beautiful little like like things about it with that I, yes I think it's spectacular it it it, it it grabs me emotionally every time. Like yeah. every time I see it, the music is just that opening theme is just spectacular. Oh, it's so good. I'm probably gonna play it at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said that. I was like, I really think we should like try to find a clip somewhere to put that just the song in there real quick because it is a wonderful oh, song. It's, Greatly done. It's so well done, and it just everything about this is just really. Um, it's a masterpiece in the fact that it knows when it's over, too. Yes. Uh, now, they have companion pieces, obviously. Yeah, so they have uh, started a, a comic. There was actually a, a one-shot. It was just called the Over the Garden Wall special they put out last year. Right. Uh, near the end of the year. And it was just kind of like a bunch of just different random stories about work and Greg's adventures. But this new one that just came out uh, last week, actually, uh, it's, it's a four-part miniseries. And... So this issue looks like it spans in between three and four. Right. So it's pretty much at the end of the schoolhouse, the beginning of when they go to the tavern. Right. And uh, it's just they go to this, like, they're walking through the woods, and they just stumble, and uh, work falls into this flower patch with these two girls, and they're, they're oh my gosh, no, we gotta go tell Papa. And they're, you know, they don't want to go tell Papa because he's he hurts people, and he's right. really loud, and all this stuff. 
and um, and and you know, word has to go through and do all their chores from and. Of course, I would been say misunderstanding go, and whatnot, but I would say go read it. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil the whole thing. Well, that. sure, but I just like at the very end of this, yeah. Wirt had, makes a decisive, decisive decision and jumps into this passing uh, cart oh. full of hay. Okay, and it just he go. jumps into it, and I was, I was wondering like, how do they get in the back of this cart with the hay? It's like yeah. the, uh, episode four just opens with them in yeah. a cart with hay. Yeah, but and then dude comment, saying the beast is behind him. Yeah, chasing yeah. Him. you're like, where is he? I don't see him. Yeah, <laughs> but what happens when they jumped in the back? Right, they had made a sound. He assumed. There was the there beast was the behind beast. him, yeah, and yeah. so that's why he takes off like a bat out of hell, and that's how they're in this cart full of hay or whatever. And right. I, I just love it because I feel like these are going to be spanning the gaps in yeah. between each episode, each episode, and whatnot. Right. Because like they don't really show you how um, uh, they got to meeting. Like when episode five starts, mm-hmm. Quincy's already referring to them as their nephew. Yeah. So I feel yeah, like yeah, they're comic, already like in the yeah yeah. House. They, they so they I sure feel like the comic you're going to show them walking how up they, to Quincy. Yeah. And say, oh, we're your nephews and stuff yeah. like that. So <laughs> that's to be a really short comic. Four <laughs> <laughs> pages is it? But I feel like this over the garden wall uh, comic is going to be like. Episode three point five, four point five. Like it's going to be the right. middle parts of them. It, it, it's it's all very lovely, and you can continue companion pieces and stuff like that, which is great. But if you just want to watch this miniseries as its own, as itself, then that's all you need. Yeah, like absolutely, it's, and it's so beautifully done. And uh, I, I love stories that I want Patrick McHale because this is a huge success. I'm waiting for Patrick McHale to be ready to do something else. Because I hope that they let him do it. Because he actually also has uh, another short that's on uh, channel that's on uh, channel Frederator or um, uh, which one's the one uh, C- Cartoon Hangover uh, okay. that's on Cartoon Hangover, which is done by Channel Frederator. Uh, it's um, what is the name of this short? Uh, oh my goodness, what's it called? Uh, Super Turbo Atomic Robot Black- Blackford Manor. Blackford oh. Manor. It uh, it's. It's very interesting. It's very done. It's done very much in the same style. It looks ju- sort of just like it. Um, it's a little short. It's like five minutes long, and it's about this new maid uh, that's uh, living at this lord's house. And there's a butler and a cook, and she's a maid, and she's made to basically sweep up and clean up, but she's not allowed in the master's room. Um, and she keeps peeking. And uh, she's starring Ashley Birch, uh, who uh, uh, I mentioned earlier. Um, but uh, very good story, very cool, and just like kind of like an old school gothic um, tale. It's it's just like a little, it's like a little sca- kind of scary little folk tale mm. that uh, that they go through. It's it's very interesting. I I would definitely recommend that. I need more stuff like that from him. Yeah, just more of these things. Just more. He's so good at making tiny stories so compelling uh in this in 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 a fairy tale kind of way. He's a modern day mother goose. I just like <laughs> is mother goose a real person? Or is that just like, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's the male yeah. modern day version of Yeah, her. yeah. It just I, I love it so much. The the music, the tone, it's all very old timey, old school, nineteenth century, mid eighteen hundreds kind of vibe to it and it just I don't know I can't recommend it enough it's just it's hard it's really hard to put in words that's why we did a whole podcast and even then yeah. we're still leaving a lot of it out yeah go watch it people yeah go watch this episode it's fantastic I absolutely love it um or these episodes yeah right yeah these two episodes yeah this is definitely gonna be two that's for certain uh cause we got a little bit more uh, <laughs> still going Guys, that concludes our talk about Over the Garden Wall <laughs> Woo! Uh, and, and all the theories and, fa- and stuff uh, surrounding it. There's another theory, actually, that it's uh, ch- uh, children's uh, make-believe as well. Oh, like their fantasy what, world. What, what the only one that, that alludes to that is the fact that the, the opener with all the different opening things, the one that kind of for, uh, forebodes the boat is two kids with a Playing toy with, boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just set it down in a river and it goes off. And and, and then the same uh, at the end of it, when they're showing all the end of it, uh, it is the frog that comes out of the bog uh, isn't wearing anything and he looks different and more normal like a frog. So it's kind of like that whole, like, well, was also, this all real? Like, it's also it's, this, op- it's either an opening or closing, but like, there's a there's this uh, kid playing with toys and then he sets one toy down. I forget yeah, what it oh, is. That's the toy maker. And it's oh the toy maker. That's the toy maker from he's the bar. He's got all these yeah. toys made mm-hmm. of the different people and whatnot. Yeah. And so, but that is the toy maker because it's all the it's all the people in the end. Yeah. And at the end at the end of the he thing, has, like, he has Wirt and Greg made now because they're <laughs> part of the story. But see, there again, it could all just be make believe. It's just like that. That's 
It's very interesting, and and Patrick Mail has gone on record by saying like that there is no definitive thing. It's all up to you guys. Like, like which that's and, awesome. And, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like some, a part of me wants some closure. Like, tell right. me what that means. Yeah, like, exactly. Part of, like the open to interpretation makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, and it, it's like like it it's it it tells the story satisfyingly enough for you to make your own uh, interpretation of it. It's kind of like the end of uh, which. You know, it's kind of like the end of certain movies where, like, you know, like, oh, they just left it open for you. No, it was a bad ending. It, just, <laughs> it didn't close anything. They closed it off, but things of what occurred you're, is up to interpretation. So I love that. Mm-hmm. The last bit we've got, though, is a new bit that uh, me and Mitch kind of created last time. Uh, by accident. Completely by accident. Uh, it was gonna, uh, I'm blanking on this one. Well, it was going to be a versus, if you'll remember. Oh, that's okay. However, what, that's we en- right. what we ended up doing was switching the rogues gallery, mm-hmm. which is what I want to do. I want to take two characters, two superheroes, and I want to switch their rogues gallery, and not who would win, because we know the heroes would win. Yeah. I want to know what would make the most compelling story. We did it with Wolverine last week when he took on... Uh, Clayface. Clay, or he took on uh, Batman's rogues gallery. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what it would it be like if he took on Bane? That would be cool. Or Clayface, that would be a hard battle for him. All sorts of crazy stuff. So, um, what I want to know is I want to switch, and we'll go through both of them a little bit, and we'll talk about who would be fun for the other one to fight. It doesn't necessarily have to be their main villain, sure. granted. Uh, I would love to know who would be good. Superman and Thor. If they switched rogues galleries, hmm. who would make a good battle for Thor on Superman's rogues gallery side? I mean, uh, as much as I hate to go to the go-to, well, yeah. Luthor almost seems like the perfect <laughs> one for Thor because Thor name? is yeah. a god. And right. And Luthor always uses yeah. that god analogy for Superman right, or whatnot. Right, yeah. And he, he is the type of person to try to win the hearts of the mortals yeah. or of See, the people of Earth and whatnot, right. whereas Thor is, you know, he's distanced from that because he is a god in very much... Uh, and Thor and Superman have such a yeah. close resemblance because, I mean, they're mm-hmm. from another place, so exactly, Luthor yeah. would not... He wouldn't trust, trust him the same he's way. Like, we have to rely on humans mm-hmm. more than. Not to mention, it's Lou Thor, yeah. so he's probably already <laughs> jealous. Well, see, that, see, but this is the cool thing: is like I thought about this too. If, if Luthor, if it's you know, let's say we want to do the story of Thor versus Luthor, um, like imagine what his power armor would be. Because Luthor always like powers it with like alien tech, and like it's always like oh, I'm using Kryptonian technology or kryptonite or whatever. He would be using like. Like Thor, like he'd be using like Asgardian yeah, magic, yeah, like yeah, Uru metal true. and yeah, stuff true. like that, like Uru metal and stuff like that to battle Thor. That'd be yeah. awesome. Like you know, he he would, you know, he it probably would. would have more of a mystical because he's very, you know, obviously like very science right. driven man. Sure, he would have more of a mystical. He would because like it, Superman, it, like it, Superman's delved deeply into the science because his father was a scientist, and of course all of his powers are very scientifically explained, at least for a comic book sense. Uh, at least in the comic book sense of things, but um, yeah, Luther would I would I would say probably be a, a pretty good uh, villain yeah. up against uh, I, Thor. Yeah, I feel like everything else Thor would just smash through. Like yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Like, or, other, <laughs> other than maybe like the parasite who would just constantly oh, keep eating his le- uh, like Thor. Would be like I'm bringing the might of the thunder down upon you. He's just like, just oh, this eating. is delicious. Keep right. feeding the electricity. <laughs> yeah, I he love keeps this. Feeding it. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, he could lift the hammer. Yes, because he could time. he could sap like he could sap Thor and start. That would be an awesome reveal. That would be cool. He'd be, he'd be like sapping his so strength like got, or whatever. He, he touches Thor, he takes yeah. a bit of Thor, and, and you're not really, able to. Yeah, you're not really thinking about it. Like he's sapping more strength, and Thor knocks him off, and he saps more out of him, and he knocks him off again. And then the last time, like the, the hammer gets like thrown over here. And he just lifts the hammer, and yeah. Thor's like, oh, oh no. no. That'd be so good. Yeah. And, like, and he just strikes down thunder on top of him. Ah, oh, it'd be so good. That'd be awesome. It yeah, would be great. See, see, I love, like, this. Like, we need to write these things. I know. Just send them into Marvel and DC. <laughs> like, do this. Yeah. More of this. Less now, of everything else. Now let's talk about the first superhero. The mm. first man. The, the Kryptonian. The last son of Krypton. You know, you, it's, it's, it's really hard to, uh, I guess, Here's a, pick a powerhouse for Superman to go up right. against. Because, like, the Destroyer. Okay, mm-hmm. Superman's just going to take down the Destroyer. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, granted, he's powered by, like, Asgardian yeah. magic and whatnot, but ultimately, he, Superman will just 
put a giant hole <laughs> through the destroyer's chest. Yeah, you're, so. you're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Superman's weakness yes. is magic. Well, yeah. gonna, Everything <laughs> from Thor's world is magic. Well, that's that's Everything will whoop Superman. Well, that's what, that's what I was saying. It's like it's very It'll hard. It'll damage him. Yes, exactly. I was like, well, he, he will be susceptible to it the mm-hmm. same as a human will be. It's just yeah. Superman's more durable, exactly. and he can, he can take a lot more abuse. But yeah. that's what I was getting ready to lead into. Is like Superman, it's hard for Superman to pick out a person to fight against, because usually yeah. it's just a powerhouse that he has to take on. Yeah. But when you have to take on things like the uh, the Enchantress, or right. Morgan Le Fay, or Loki, or Malekith, Malekith the Dark I mean, it's Elf. It's all magic. Like, yes. Sir Tur. Yes. <laughs> a demon god. Like, like, I mean, he basically does that with, uh, what's his name, Satana or whatever? What, what's the guy's uh, name? Or, um, uh, yeah, no, a, there is a... There's a big demon that he fights in some stories. Yes, yeah, something like name. that. Ba- his name is basically Satan. But Wait, like, are, are you talking about a uh, uh, Raven's uh, father? Uh, no, it's not Trigon. It's uh, he's like got big. I forget his name. But yeah, he, okay. He's been in a few like storylines or whatever. But anyway, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I think he. I think a really good fight with. Uh, um, I, I like uh, Chantress for that one. Yeah. Just because it would be it'd be interesting to see like you know like what if she fell in love with him? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, what would she do? She would like you know. She's like, oh, always man. after Thor because of his. Yeah. Nobility and his strength and his charm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of things that Superman has as well. You know, exactly. he's very strong. He's very noble. He's very, you know, it's, there's just so much of uh, similarities between the two. Yeah. And so, but yeah, the Enchantress ultimately would be the probably the, the one of the biggest things because she would perceive as not a villain like Malekith. Yeah. You kind of go into this, and Mal- even if Superman doesn't know Malekith's a bad guy, yeah. Malekith with having like a neck necklace of ears, <laughs> or like having a staff made out of some dude's hand, like I'm pretty sure it's going to send a signal to Superman, like that's a bad guy, yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah. 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 But that would make a good thing. It's like I want something Kryptonian on my. Yeah, show. he's like yeah, I'm I like, almost like he's a collector in a way. He's yeah. like I need a I need a uh, Kryptonian uh, nose. <laughs> I want the lips of Superman <laughs> so that I may smooch them at night. It's weird. I don't <laughs> like, know. Malekith's a weirdo. I, don't I know would love to see Superman take on a like a horde of ice giants. So that would be right. Awesome. It would be cool to see like the, the just to like smash what's, through what's them the, all. What's the ogre like? Uric or something? Oric, uh, yeah. Oric, yeah, like that would be cool. just like his whole army. His troll, the, the yeah, orc, the like troll, just, yeah. Just Superman blasting through a bunch of those dudes. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you know? that would be so. sweet. I feel like that would be a pretty good one. But yeah, I think Enchantress would be the best one for him. Yeah. Thor, I just think Luthor, because Luthor is the most interesting. Right. He's like if it's Brainiac, you know, it's like, oh, call down the thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Fry his brain, <laughs> pretty much. And then you got, like, Zod, but that's just another powerhouse yeah, that he's just going to be, like, Bizarre. smashing. Bizarro would just be, like, him versus Superman. Yeah, like, it, it's no It's not very interesting, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it, like I, I, wanted, I wanted to pull out the best stories for these sorts mm, of yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. And I think Luthor would probably be the one. Yeah. Trying to go through the Superman's rogue gallery, and it's like yeah. the toy atomic, maker, atomic skull, atomic skull, yeah, like Mixoplex. Yeah, Mixoplex. Mixoplex would be okay. He'd be an interesting be, uh, villain. I, be, I think so. It'd be something, but it, it all kind of. And I think also like Thor would probably have a little bit easier time dealing with uh, Mister Mixoplex yeah. rather than Superman because. Mizzleplex is all about mischief, and he's very well adapted. That Thor is very true. well adapted that from his brother Loki. It's true, being I, mischievous and whatnot. So the, the thing is, like uh, the, the the reason, like I like Mizzleplex, but like every story with him is kind of the same. Yeah, it's just like it's like oh, it's, it's really How do you get works. Say my name backwards, and then my name is said backwards, and I go away. Yeah, <laughs> it's like which not to say you can't make a good story with him, but yeah, uh, but it's I, just I I I like the idea for Thor. Of uh, picking uh, Luther or Parasite, yeah. I think the Parasite would be a very interesting story as well I agree. for Thor, and then of course for Superman, I just uh, the Enchantress, or I just I would also like to see him duke it out with the Destroyer as well, the Destroyer armor. There you go, That'd be awesome. cool. That'd be awesome. All right, I think that's gonna do it though for this episode. Uh, this is the Animation Destination podcast. We are hosted by the DNN. Uh, you can check us out at destinationcomics.com. You can also check out uh, updates and stuff on Facebook at facebook.com slash animation destination. And for another podcast, you can check both these guys out hey, hey. on Bagged and Bearded. Uh, well, this is Mitch. Thank you all for listening to this one. And of course, we all, like Brandon said, we have the Bagged and Bearded podcast, which we also have the Twitter page. What is that, Stephen? 
Uh, at Bags and Beards. It's a comic book based podcast discussing mm-hmm. anything and everything about comics. There you go. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us for this two parter. <laughs> uh, we, we might show this up on uh, one week. I might just toss both of them up there on one week. Yeah, who so. knows? But uh, two, hour, two hours, 18 minutes is a bit long for everybody to listen to. <laughs> we have yammered about this thing for it's way too so long. It's so good, man. It's a great it is. show, it's man. It's fantastic. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you next time. See you over the garden wall. Ah! <laughs> 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 hey!